Guy here with a quick message before the latest pod here on Blood Red. 2020's been pretty rubbish, but here on Blood Red, we wanted to say thank you to all of our continued and loyal listeners. Part of that has been the creation of our Blood Red census, which you can find in the description of this podcast. All we want to know is what you think of our content and also give you the chance to shape how much and what you get to listen to in future. If you can check it out and fill it in, it won't take longer than two minutes to do. You can even manage it between your Christmas dinner and your pudding. It's in the description, as I say, and that's all. Enjoy the pod. Thanks for your support this year. We're all in it with each other and hope you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. This is the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Liverpool won, West Brom won, Big Sam's baggies battling back to take a point at Anfield. I'm Guy Clark, welcome to the Post Game Podcast here on the Blood Red Channel. With Christmas cheer in short supply as Liverpool dropped two points at home to West Brom. Coming up, a frustrated Jurgen Klopp. Look... Um, the problem what I have is that I, I think West Brom deserved the point because it, it's our fault, but they deserve the point. Paul Gorse, the Echo's Liverpool correspondent on Joel Matip's latest injury woes. Liverpool was struck by injury once again. Joel Matip going off injured with what Klopp has described as an abductor muscle. And our regular contributors have their say ahead of the January transfer window. It will be the thing that will just define Liverpool's season. I don't foresee any circumstance how Liverpool could not go out and try and sign a centre-half. Whoever that might be, I really don't know. Insight, analysis and opinion all to come right here on the Post Game Podcast. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Liverpool have missed out on the chance of extending their lead at the top of the Premier League after they were held to a 1-1 draw with West Bromwich Albion here at Anfield this afternoon. Uh, a game Liverpool dominated from start to finish, particularly possession-wise. Um, at one point, they had 85% possession in the first half and ended the opening period with 82%, and uh, really were um, challenging, um, putting West Brom under plenty of pressure. But uh, to be fair to the visiting baggies, you never really ventured out there. Their own half in the first period, they were they weren't put under too much pressure, other than uh, Sadio Mane's 12th minute opener. Uh, a wonderful goal he t- took on his chest after a, a fine pass from Joel Matip and stuck away to uh, to score for his uh, second game running after the 7-0 win at Palace. But uh, other than that, Liverpool didn't have too much in the way of chances and uh, West Brom dug in, um, stuck to their task, stuck to their game plan and, and came into the game later on. Um, Liverpool was struck by injury once again. Joel Matip going off injured with what Klopp has described as an abductor muscle. Reese Williams come on in his place and um, it was um, Shea Day who, who scored the equaliser for, uh, or semi Day rather, scored the equaliser for the visitors uh, from a corner that Liverpool didn't really need to concede. Uh, Curtis Jones dawdling in possession, lost it and Reese Williams had to put it behind for a corner that uh, West Brom have uh, managed to score an equaliser from and, and take a point from the game. So Liverpool's first two points dropped their on field. Klopp said the players were angry at full time and they knew that they uh, they didn't do enough to uh, to put West Brom under too much pressure in the way of a, a second goal that surely would have killed the game but uh, Liverpool are still top of the Premier League but this will be a frustrating end to what has um, been a fantastic 2020 for Liverpool Football Club but uh, a flat note to end on as it ends here and I'm feel 1-1.
Paul Gorse, the Echo's Liverpool correspondent, reflecting on a missed opportunity to move five points clear at the top of the Premier League table for Liverpool after the one-all home draw with West Bromwich Albion. A fifth draw of the campaign from 15 games with 13 points already dropped. Compare that to just 15 throughout the entirety of last season. Well, here's Jurgen Klopp speaking with the media following that late setback. Oh, Jurgen, Ian Bolton here. Are you good? Well, okay. <laughs> Look, you, you got a point today. Um, you have extended your lead at the top of the table. Um, West Brom, to them, it feels like a win. Does it? Does it feel, in in some respects, like a defeat for you? Yes, it does. But I know we have a point more than before, so that's completely fine. Um, Look, um, the problem what I have is that I, I think West Brom deserved the point because it, it's our fault, but they deserved the point um, in the second half. First half was a really strange game. I don't know the stats yet, but it looks like it was 90-10 possession or something like this. They were, they were not in, I can't remember, counter-attack or whatever. We were just playing around. It's a massive challenge, and I know that, to stay on track and do it and do it and do it again. But we should have done it because on the other side, it's, it's exactly the same challenge to, to defend like West Brom defense for 95 minutes because they didn't change a little bit for their, uh, whenever they were 1-0 down. Um, first five minutes of the second half, we, they had more situations than they had in the entire first half. And um, we could have sorted that by passing just um, easy, simple, quick, to the next player, prepare the position for the channel ball, offer the runs and all these kind of things. So we could have done it, we didn't. And that's why it's our fault that it's that's in the end of 1-1 and not a 1-0 or 2-0 or whatever. Um, so that's what we have to accept. And we do that, of course. You also lost Joe Matip. Um, I don't know if you know the nature of the problem, but, but how much of a, a worry is it for you? How much of a concern? Does it make it even more necessary to do something in January in that position? Uh, oh, um, Joel has, um, that's what he told me, he felt something in his adductor. Um, and that's obviously not too good. Um, not sure how serious it is now, but it was serious enough that he had to leave the pitch. And um, I don't, the rest I will probably get, the rest of the information I get tomorrow. Okay, Mike, do you want to go next, please? Yeah, again, uh, when these setbacks arrive, I mean, generally you're very, very good at, at dealing with them come the next game because it's it's a lot to do, I suppose, at this stage of the season in particular with with, with the mental approach to, to everything and, and to be able to, to cast off the disappointment of, of the second half in particular. Come on, it's I'm not the first day that I'm not the first day in the job, and and we, we should have won a game, and or, or not, or we wanted to win a game, we didn't, and now we are all depressed or what? We lost the game, and um, that it's it's more in between the boys are more angry than anything else, so that because they they know that it was not perfect, but that's it, and now we have of course to play the next game in three days, so we are not in we don't live in dreamland and just win football games because we want to win them, and we have to work for it, and we have to play for it, and we have to finish situations off, and we have to pass in the right moment, these kind of things, what the boys are able to do, so that's it, in the end, we just drew a Premier League game, that can happen, 
actually. And even when the game was against West Brom and they had a new manager and they played in the first half the system I never I didn't see a lot in my life. It's a six-four or whatever. So that's completely fine. Their challenge is to play this kind to stay this kind of discipline for the rest of the season. So we have we have to be disciplined as well in a different way. We have to do both being offensive, active, creative, and defend. So and um, that's what we had to do. And we, we could have done that better tonight. So that's it. And Joel is injured, so that's not the first time now. And um, uh, that that and, and center half is injured, and so of course not good. Especially now, he was in a really good shape again. So but we cannot change that, and we have just to accept it and carry on. Okay, Carl Markham next, please. Hi, Egan. Hi, Carl. Hi. Um, just to continue the injury theme, you were without Naby Cater again today. I just wondered what you could update us on. What is it, his injury status is, please? Uh, he had uh, felt again a muscle, felt again a muscle. So don't know exactly how long, but yeah, was not ready for today and not for Wednesday, I think. Um, so we will see. Jurgen Klopp frustrated with the one-all draw with West Brom. Sadio Mane opening the scoring after just 12 minutes, only for Semi Ajayi to claim a point for Big Sam's baggies with eight minutes to go. Sam Allardyce, incidentally, now unbeaten in his last four Premier League visits to Anfield. Of course, the last visiting manager to win a league game at Anfield. Well, still to come, we'll be dipping into the Blood Red podcast Facebook group. But before that, let's hear what Steve Dawson made of the showing. That's very disappointing again, isn't it? So, uh, so upsetting. And such a, a dominant first half. So much possession. Just the one goal. It was obvious West Brom were going to be difficult to break down. Sam Allardyce deserves credit for for getting the point, ultimately. Um, I thought that in, the, in the first half, Robertson, Andy Robertson's balls in were just first class. Um, he's really provided a danger for, for any central defenders that... Uh, have come to Anfield or have played Liverpool away from home. The way he's whipping the ball in now behind the defenders for the players to run onto is is just magnificent. He's just got that off to a tee now. And then another another defender helping us out going forward. Joel Matip's ball in for Sadio's goal. What a pass that was! Just perfect. Two great touches from Mane, and everything was looking very good. I thought Ginny Wijnaldum was working very hard, was very alert. Um, it looked to me as if West Brom were unlikely to score a goal. But you always knew that there was a chance that they could do on a break. What was clear to me was that they were never going to score two. They were never going to score two goals. And that's why we needed to score a second. And by the time half-time came around you realise that that was the equation. Liverpool just needed one more goal. And then they could make as many substitutions as they want because whatever happened, West Brom were never going to score two. They might get one, but we get the three points. And then it all just went to pieces from there. Um, Joel Matip's injury, oh, it's, going to be, it's going to be a problem. Let's hope he's not out for too long because our three defenders... All, all with injuries is just something you could never have predicted. 
I, I, I still, I still think it would be a bit upsetting if we spent money on a central defender in the January window, seeing as we've got uh, Nat Phillips, Rhys Williams, Fabinho doing such a good job, and we know that Hendo can play there as well and do a good job. And it's particularly pertinent that you mentioned Fabinho and Henderson in this context because Thiago will be coming back, we're told, against Newcastle, which means he can fill that holding role in midfield. I just don't, I don't see the point of buying another defender. But anyway, that's neither here, neither here nor there for the moment. As I was thinking that, though, <laughs> and I did, I was thinking this to myself um, during the second half. And then I saw Reese Williams lose a foot race with Grant quite tragically. I mean, he, he just didn't seem to have a second gear at all. Uh, I hadn't seen that aspect of his game or I hadn't noticed it being particularly weak before. I mean, he's been impressive. There's no question, Reese Williams. But he was so woefully short of pace against Grant. Maybe Grant is just deceptively rapid and uh, and I'm doing him a disservice but that was a bit of a worry you know when I watched that then Curtis Jones suddenly took it upon himself to run in a very unorthodox direction <laughs> across the park going backwards at speed ran into an opposition player lost the ball we conceded a corner and then conceded a goal uh, that's very disappointing I mean, I, I think it's an experience. But that was that was very disappointing. You could see eyes, eyebrows were raised as soon as he, he took on that direction with his run. I thought Trent's delivery from the right was poor. Um, you know, that you, you've seen this before from him, and we know that he is world-class with his delivery. You know, he just utterly world-class. But he's not, he's not what I'd call consistently good. I mean, the opportunities he had to just hit sweet balls in from the right and that were just either too far or too short or just too close to the goalkeeper. I think this season, Andy Robertson's deliveries have been better. And then when Oxlade-Chamberlain came on, I think he was probably too eager to make a, an impression. You know, it's hard to blame him for that. But it's a couple of times when time was precious in the dying seconds, he wasted possession by just being overly eager to, you know, to take the whole the burden of the entire game on his shoulders when there were just better options in the end we just didn't manage that second half well at all and um, drop two points against West Brom is very frustrating indeed, we have breathing space we have players coming back we have other teams in the Premier League who are supposedly challenging us and who are falling apart at the seams so this is not a disaster, but uh, we need to be doing better than this. I look forward to the Newcastle game. At Galasahi on Twitter, G-U-L-A-S-A-H-I. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Mark Baker reflecting on Liverpool versus West Bromwich Albion in the Premier League. Massive disappointments. There can be no other word for that. I think that West Brom came to Anfield and the first half was about as much a lack of ambition 
that I've seen from an away side. And listen, every team's capable of playing whichever way they they see fit to get a result and absolutely no problem with that whatsoever. And one thing that must be said is it's not easy to break down teams who come and defend in that fashion so deep because there's limited spaces, certainly no space in behind. And for the large majority, West Brom were actually forcing Liverpool into wide areas and asking them to cross the football, which if you're playing against Liverpool can be a dangerous option because obviously you have Alexander-Arnold and Andy Robertson. But apart from Robertson in the opening minutes or the opening 15 minutes, Liverpool were were crossing from, from poor angles for me, for two deep angles and attacks largely petered out and, and filtered to nothing really. I believe that too often, however it's difficult, you have to play against that kind of shape. Maintain the patience that you require, keep probing, keep playing short passes, keep feeding the feet of your forward players and trying to work on combinations in the final third because that a lot of the time is the way through. You have to keep moving the legs of the opposition, have to tire them both mentally and physically. And by taking the easier option of of balls into the box from unrealistic angles, it meant that it not only into West Brom get a reprieve at that stage because the attack breaks down, but it breaks your momentum. Having said that, for the majority of the, the first half, or all of the first half actually, Liverpool were in complete control, total domination without really creating many chances. Second half though, petered out for me and you could see what would would come in the end with West Brom obviously. West Brom's route back into the game was always going to be a case of a set play or a counter-attack. Now, we know that uh, without the players Liverpool have at centre-half position, like I've said on many of the podcasts, if you could guarantee that Joel Matip and Fabinho are going to be your first-choice centre-halves, Liverpool will probably get through to the end of the season with that and be in a competitive situation at the top end of the division. But once one of them players, and in particular the the, the centre-half whose, whose natural position it is in Matip goes off the field and you bring in Rhys Williams on. You, you could see at that stage the, the uncertainty it caused in the back line and, and that's nothing against Rhys Williams who you know has done really well in the games that he played. He's been caught a couple of times positionally-wise but he's nowhere near the level. Nowhere near the level at this moment in time and so the drop-off and it's actually interesting that he's, he's being preferred to Nat Phillips which gives you some idea of of, of the sort of um, rating system the Klopp's got there and, and the obvious concerns because, I mean, with counter-attacks, Liverpool normally manage them so brilliantly in terms of the pressure they apply to the ball early so that the opposition can't get the heads up and also the af- athletes and the physicality they have at centre-half to be able to manage them one-on-one duels. Now, as it went down the side of the pitch with West Brom's big chance before they, they actually scored from the corner... I mean, Rhys Williams, to be fair, he looked like he was he was towing a caravan in terms of trying to move and, and manage that situation, even having a yard on the striker at first. So, so a massive concern. And obviously the other one being yeah, the set plays situation. Now, the last thing you want to do against West Brom is give away needless set plays. And around that time, I think Robertson had given, given away one before. Curtis Jones and Rhys Williams combined with a, a passage of uncertainty that eventually led to the goal. And then Fabinho was caught out in the air from the subsequent uh, corner, which led to, to West Brom's equalising. And even with Fabinho, I mean, he's done really well at centre-half for Liverpool this far. But I've said in the recent weeks, I mean, he got caught not winning the header 
for Harry Kane and Bergwijn if the, if the post for Tottenham, which could have changed the course of that game. And also against Crystal Palace, at one nearly got caught under the ball. Palace only had to play a square pass to equalise. So there's still vulnerabilities there. And it will be the thing that will define Liverpool's season. I don't foresee any circumstance how Liverpool could not go out and try and sign a centre-half. Whoever that might be, I really don't know. I haven't got the knowledge of, of European football to know we'd be available. And the club will be doing all they can to look at certain options. But especially with Matip now injured, it, it's level the playing field, which means that I have no doubt in my mind that, you know, it'll be a competitive title race, especially with Matip now being out. I think if Matip and Fabinho stay fit, Liverpool win the, win the league and still win, win it by a comfortable amount of points. But, looking at a situation now with big games coming out without Matip and someone having to fill that void. And it's that lack of experience, you know, it's such a position that requires experience. Very rarely do you see young players sample the, the, the Premier League in that role because it's a it's an organisation role, it's a leadership role. It's such a vital position on the field of play. And obviously not having Van Dijk and, and Gomez and now, and now Matip is... It could be a blow Liverpool can't recover from, I believe. They've, they've got to act in the, in the January window. And I know it's not easy and, and the targets might not be there. But I just don't see any any reason how they, how they now can't. Because even though Liverpool was sloppy in the second half, I believe if Matip stays on the field, we don't end up drawing the game 1-1. So, massively disappointing. I think the, the big things to come out of it was... That when you take play against the side like that, you have to keep probing. You can't. I mean, Liverpool could have played out the last half an hour of the game, just keeping possession of the football and won one nil. The silly thing about it, but again, you know, you missed Thiago in there as well, a player who's got that little bit of extra craft from that midfield area, a little bit more disguise, a little bit more ability to break lines with passes, which gets you into more advantageous areas. But to be fair, just a massively disappointing performance from Liverpool and a lot of games now in which they've dropped points to teams that they shouldn't be dropping points to and it will certainly give the chasing pack encouragement and close that gap and after a really good week last week it has to be seen as a massive disappointment coupled with an even bigger factor with Matip is now injured for a considerable period of time. Mark Baker looking back on the draw with West Brom and questioning how Liverpool can't afford to not sign a defender in the upcoming January transfer window. Well, for more opinions, let's head into the Blood Red Podcast Facebook group. If you aren't a member, simply search on Facebook for Blood Red Podcast, find the group and join. It really is that easy. On the theme, though, of Matip's injury and whether or not that will force the Reds' hand in the January transfer window, Kobe Ben Shachar says, If after this match, Edwards and Klopp still aren't convinced we need an extra centre-back to cover the eternally injured Matip, then I don't know what will do. Also on that theme, Nicholas Ryan says, Looks like a groin. He's brittle. We need to buy a centre-back. He can't even go a month. As for the game, Henry O'Keefe, writes can't blame Klopp on selection or injuries team have to put their hands up and take the blame for this poor performance yet again we can't string wins together hopefully we pick ourselves up and do better against Newcastle on Wednesday David Mayer says fair result we didn't deserve any more 
Not enough created. Big Sam took the football out of the game and we didn't know how to react. And Samson Ayinde says, disappointed is an understatement right now. What was looking like three easy points turned into two drop points. That first half looked too easy for the players and you could see in the second half they were just strolling through. Lazy pass after lazy pass. The players have to be more focused and disciplined when playing a team that make it easy for them moving forward. Newcastle won't be easy, but let's get the three points. Well, let's now get back to our regular contributors. Final two to have their say, Owen to come, but not before Hannah Pinnock. So that definitely was not the way that we wanted the last home game of the year to go. Um, 1-1 against West Brom. A game that you probably would have fancied us to win. A game that we probably should have won. Um, and it looked like it first half. Um, absolutely all over them. Um, I think it's something like 82% possession at half time, which is ridiculous. And they literally created nothing. Um, and given how deep they were and how much they sat back and the fact that we were able to create the chances that we did, you know, it shouldn't have been one nil at half time. It should have been two or three. Um, and that's probably the difference between tonight and the Palace game. The Palace game, everything, you know, going forward just clicked and every chance we created, we either scored from it or came extremely close to. So we had that clinical touch against Palace, not so much tonight. Um, you know, I will say though that, you know, Mane's goal pass from Matip was exceptional and, you know, Sadio's control and the way that he took it down and chested it down and, you know, slotted it past their keeper a very very good goal very impressive and um should have scored more um you know I think definitely at least you know with my family I was having that same conversation at half time that you know you get to 80 minutes in still at 1-0 um we might have a couple of problems and we did (laughs) um and that's Sam Allardyce's game plan executed to a T um managed to keep the score at 1-0 and grab a jammy equaliser <laughs> um I you know we were a lot worse second half um you know we should have taken our chances and the fact that we didn't you know we started forcing it a lot more um and didn't create too much um at least not clear-cut chances like we did first half um which was frustrating and then obviously the equaliser comes and we're unable to to grab a winner um I say that's the thing with Curtis Jones, really. As good as he is and as impressive as he's been, he is only 19 and there will be occasions where his inexperience shows and it did tonight. You Literally, we were all screaming <laughs> for him to pass and he just held onto the ball a little bit too long and ended up gifting them gifting them an unforced error and gifted them the corner. So I'm sure he'll be absolutely fuming with himself, but is something that he'll learn from and I guess something that as supporters you have to sort of get used to when you've got young players in the side same same thing happened with Trent when he was coming through a lot of people did question whether or not Trent was good enough and, and look at him now so patience is, will be needed for Curtis he's definitely got the tools he's definitely got the talent he's just got to, got to eradicate the mistakes from his game um, and that will come with time but it's just disappointing that we were unable to find the winner. I mean, we could have done with Bobby at the end there. 
but it was it was a very good save from their keeper to be fair there wasn't a lot more Firmino could have done I was convinced it was offside but it wasn't <laughs> that just makes it even more frustrating when at least in you know the keeper makes a good save or you miss a good chance if it's offside you can sort of allow it but when it's not it just makes it that a little bit more frustrating um and then obviously the injury to Matip as well um is not ideal um looked like a groin injury so that's probably why Klopp was so angry and ended up getting booked because that's just another injury to add to the list and um it just means we're gonna have to continue with an experience at the back which just isn't isn't ideal um hopefully he won't be out for too long but obviously we've got a long way to go with both Van Dijk and Gomez so I mean it it sparks a conversation again about whether or not we sign anyone in January but you can just imagine that Klopp will stick with with Reese Williams and Nat Phillips so we've just got a I mean we've coped with it well enough this season Matic's been out at times and Fabinho's been out at times so um and we are where we are so I'm sure we'll be fine but it, it doesn't make it any less frustrating but anyway on to Newcastle and hopefully hopefully we might see Thiago back because this game was absolutely crying out for Thiago so if he's back against Newcastle I think that's something and he starts that's something we can all very much get behind and hopefully we'll see a better result hello this is Owen from Cop on Podcast this season Liverpool have failed to beat Arsenal twice Villa Everton Midtjylland Brighton, Fulham, and now West Brom. If that motley crew were a rock band, they would be, well, motley crew. Soft-bellied tryhards. They've got their haircuts, but they just don't rock. So quite how they've all managed to ground Liverpool's Zeppelin is quite a mystery to me. And yet, here we are. Only one point from a home match against West Bromwich Albion, against whom we have won just four times in our last 14 matches. Uh, And therefore they are, very quietly, our bogey team. Speaking of bogeys, Big Sam is back. As if that weren't bad enough to sit through 95 minutes of his tedious thug ball, We got to look right up his nostrils due to his incapability of wearing a mask. No doubt he shall be lauded by the dullards on such publications and programmes as MOTD, for example. The truth, however, is that Liverpool cruised through too much of that second half as though it were nightfall at the dodgy wood near my place in Paris. This could be Villa Park Goodison the Amex or Anfield Road, but a point isn't good enough, especially at home. Especially at home. Owen, with the final say here on post-game following on from Hannah, will still plenty of reaction to come across Blood Red, as well as over on our dedicated YouTube channel as well. If you could, do fill in our Blood Red census. The link is in the description of the podcast. That'd be more than appreciated. But two days after Santa's visit, the Christmas spirit in short supply at Anfield, as Big Sam takes a point from Anfield to bring the Reds' festivities to a premature end. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.